Welcome to Diner Talks with James. Slide into the booth and let's have conversations we never want to end with friends we never want to leave over food we probably shouldn't be eating. My friends, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of Diner Talks with James. I'm James, and I'm pumped to be here with you all. Slide into the diner. How you doing? Let's get you a chocolate milkshake with one of them little metal kins on the side with the extra sauce in it for you. We're excited that you are here, my friends. I'm pumped. I got a cool woman on the show today. We've never met before. I actually think she just randomly signed up to be on this podcast and didn't even reach out to me on the front end, but I read her bio. I was like, I don't even care. Let's go. It's time to work. Um, And so I appreciate audacity. I appreciate, appreciate boldness and I appreciate her message. I'm excited to tell you about the one and only Ernie Peppers. Ernie Peppers is a high hair wearing, high heel stepping, High energy, giving, sashay, walking, sassy, talking, bold, badass, hot pepper. I wish I wrote that. I didn't. But I need to write my introduction over again after reading this one. She's here to sizzle up your confidence and wow up your life with her signature, authentic girlfriend-style type of conversations. With a side order of gut-busting laughs, we have those available here at the diner for you. She's a high-energy powerhouse speaker. She's an award-winning talk show host, speaker, author, actress, entertainer. She's a wife, a mom, a sister, a friend. And she, this is her quote, will fart, piss, and cry at the same time when she is startled. I hope we don't see that today, my friends. But either way, she hates eggs, loves humor, and a cuss word or two, a.k.a. my kind of people. Let's bring her out right now. The one, the only, Ernie Peppers. (laughs) Ernie, what's what's going on? How are you today? I am full of fabulous, honey. Full of it. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Now you are you're coming to me from Flatbush, Brooklyn. Yes. You born and raised in the Brooklyn Brooklyn? Yes, I was. I was well, hold on. I was born in Harlem. That's what I heard. Uh That's what they told me. Then at eight years old, they bought me into Brooklyn, in the projects. Mm-hmm. And I've been there in Brooklyn ever since. I got out the projects though. <laughs> okay, 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 here we go. <laughs> now that's a big switch, because you know, sometimes, you know, like like Har- Harlem and Brooklyn got some beef, uh, oh, yeah. you know, sometimes and, and whatnot. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hip hop head, right? And so that's yeah. always like the Harlem rappers aren't talking to the yes. Brooklyn rappers. I think that, that's changed a little bit now, yes. um, but, uh, but still, um, but uh, so that, that is, that is, that is a move. My dad was born and raised in the Bronx. My mom was born and raised in the Queens. So, uh, so we're touching a lot of the boroughs in this conversation. Yes, you are. Yes, yes, yes. Because you know, Brooklyn don't mess with Bronx either. You know that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We don't go go up there. That's probably the worst of all of them. Um, And just no one talks about Staten Island because you don't need to. Um, That's why it's the island. Exactly. Get out of here. Uh, (laughs) I love this. You know, Ernie, as a fellow New Yorker, this show is called Diner Talks with James. So I know you've been to a diner. And here's my question for you. As a uh, as a human being, what is your, what is one of your favorite late night food guilty pleasures? Like if you're going to go to a diner late at night, what is what's your move, Ernie? Now you said you're from Flatbush, okay? <laughs> Do you remember Floridian Diner on Flatbush Avenue? 
The Radiant Diner. Floridian. Floridian, yes. Okay, yes. I was like, I don't know the Radiant. Yeah. Baby. There, when we come from our parties, we'll go there, park it, baby, and I will order the waffle with Mm -hmm. double sausage. Okay. That's that's my guilty pleasure. Uh-huh, okay? uh-huh. That's what I'll do at a diner. Here's a here's an honest question. Do you put do you do you also put a little bit of syrup on the sausage as well? Because I do. I sure do. Baby, I dip. I'm a dipper. You're a dipper. You're a dipper. I dip. <laughs> <laughs> dip, baby, dip. Come on now, dip, baby, dip. dip. Uh <laughs> so I love it. Uh waffles is a great move. Waffles is a great yes. move. Whenever I eat waffles, I make sure that I put butter in every single one of yeah, the squares. I just do. Yes, yeah, you got to do it. No every square left behind. Every little hole. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, exactly. I love it. So, so you ra- you're born and raised in Harlem uh, until you're no, eight. I was then born you- in Harlem. Eight till you're eight. Then you moved to Brooklyn. Yep. And exactly. then we moved to Brooklyn. But then they had sent me. My mom sent me to Trinidad and Tobago, darling. Okay, now. Yes, uh, Trinidad and Tobago at eight years old. They sent me back here. <laughs> <laughs> Now, are you a are you one hundred percent Trinidadian? No, honey. No. No. Oh, okay. They just picked an island. (laughs) (laughs) No, my daddy was from the Bronx. Okay. Okay, so no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Trin American, honey. Trin American, got you. Okay, got you. you. So now, uh, you know, is that is that is that a part of your culture that you are still proud of? Like, is that is that something that you do? You cook the food? Do you still go down there? You got family down in Trinidad and Tobago, or was that just a little synth that you have? I have a shitload of family down there (laughs) in um in 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 uh Trini, honey. You know what? No TVs down there, honey. My grandmother had 16 kids. Oh, my gosh. There was no damn TV, baby. Okay? <laughs> so I got nothing but aunts and uncles, cousins, honey galore. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, honey, I ain't been down there yet. <laughs> I don't know. That, that story is, honey, that's another episode. That's okay. a lifetime story, honey. Okay. Of what happened, the reason why I never made it back. Well, let me tell you a little bit of it. Yeah, please tell me a little bit if you could. That'd be great. I was going to ask anyway. The reason why I ain't been down there, because they left my ass up here. Okay? Mm. Ain't nobody called me. Ain't nobody coming. Remember, I was eight years old. Yeah. Ain't nobody come back and call me and say how you're doing. Ain't nobody this shit. They just left me. Mm. And I didn't appreciate that, James. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I think it was messed up on they have to do that. You Mm -hmm. don't do that to no little baby. Yeah, especially eight year old, eight years old. You know, you know what's happening. You, you, you're feeling your feelings. Exactly, and I know damn well I was moved from the island on the beaches, running and ripping in the woods, to coming to putting on a goddamn winter coat. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Okay, there's a total difference, mm-hmm. and ain't nobody tell me shit. <laughs> yeah, you just got but you just got moved and, around. And up on top of that, I was living with the the mean old stepmother. Oh no, baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So that tells the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah, no, that's some that's some trauma right there for sure. I appreciate you telling us about that. <clears throat> yeah, that'll that's stick. With- for an eight year old. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that'll stick with you. I, I don't. I don't blame you for not going back. I ain't going um, back. Damn them. Mm-hmm. Damn them. But 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 since the since Corona, my heart got a little sore. I want to go. Sure. <laughs> 
I want to go back. Mm-hmm. I want to go visit. So I, I'll get down there once all this stuff clears up. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Some conversations need to be had. Yeah. Uh, but I know. Some furniture moving around that damn place. Okay. <laughs> We're going to move some furniture out. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me, growing up, growing up in, uh, growing up in Brooklyn. Let's talk about the, the your your time in Brooklyn. Um, you said you mentioned that you grew up in the projects. Yes. Um, <clears throat> what did what did young Ernie want to be? What did what what did young Ernie? Yeah. What 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 were, what were your where were your dreams at? Let me tell you. At eight years old, from eight to eleven, I didn't speak. Trauma. Okay. okay I was being yeah. treated like shit. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know these goddamn Americans, all right? Mm-hmm. They moved into their damn house, moved into their damn projects. You know, in the islands, ain't no damn buildings that damn big. Yep. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Okay? Plus, we had to do a winter coat. Didn't like it. And I was getting beat for no damn reason. Calling mm. all types of names and all this crap. I'm eight. But it was okay. From eight to 11, to, because I got left back because I wouldn't say shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. I wasn't talking. Because I was scared to talk. Because, you know, when you have an accent, the children will tease you. So I didn't want that. They was mm-hmm. teasing me, honey, and I, oh, honey, no. I wasn't like I was right now. So mm-hmm. what happened, I stopped talking. I just shut down. Between yeah. home and school, god damn, honey, I could have almost killed my damn self. You know, that tragic, mm-hmm. it was tragic. Yeah, sure. So as you get in there, I met a, a, a teacher called Miss Taylor. Mm-hmm. Save my life, honey, because I wanted to be in a play. But she told me, you have to know, you have to speak. We speak in plays. So she told me, look, this is what you're going to do. Because I was just like you when I was younger. You know, the teachers tell you that shit. You know, mm-hmm. she was never like me, right? <laughs> but <she gave> me- <laughs> they got they got to relate to you. And I get it. Mm-hmm. Shit, James, I do the same thing. Honey, I was there. I understand. Mm-hmm. So she tells me, you know, um, Ernestine, because that's what the hell they named me until mm-hmm. I named my damn self. Okay. Mm-hmm. She says, look, honey, you're going to have to speak in order to be in this play. And how I'm going to get you to speak is I need for you to pick your favorite character on TV and act just like them. Okay. And she said, now we ain't never got to hear you speak because you won't be the next, but be that person. I said, damn, that's nice. That's good. James, I ain't never turned around yet. I'm still some damn body else. I don't even know who the hell I am. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I feel like I'm on your show. This is great. Uh, So so what character did you pick at the time? At the time, I I I liked um, Cara Burnett and Lucy. So okay. I act silly. So mm-hmm. silly works for me because I had the audience laughing. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, they didn't even hear my accent. Mm-hmm. So now they're looking at me and they're laughing and I'm like, oh, I got something now. And that was it. So now it was laughing with me, yeah, not yeah. at me. Mm-hmm. And I've been carrying that ever since. I've been in every damn play ever since. Everybody knew me then. You yeah. see how that works? And it's amazing that this is how I teach my public speaking classes. Hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, honey. It's I a bet. trick. If I told you, James, 
act like your dad or act like your brother or act like your mom. I bet you can do it just like that. Mm-hmm. And you see how that works? So now you don't have to be embarrassed and me telling you, James, you know that you, you know that was, uh, I didn't like that. Well, hey, that was my mom. That's how my mom, that's how my mom do. So you see how that works? I do. You're tricking your mind mm-hmm. and you're tricking everybody else. So, hey, it works. I yeah. am a good product that it works, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, the phrase, the phrase fake it till you make it is popular, right? Baby, I'm still faking it, honey. Uh, so I, I wonder, I push back on that a little bit if I can, Ernie, um, because I think, you know, fake it till you make it, but if all you ever do is fake it, I don't know if you ever really make it, right? But now you're clearly making it, so I'm not trying to insult at all where you are and what you've done, but I think there's, there's a line in there. And so I'm wondering yeah. for you, as you were as you were doing some of these plays when you were uh-huh. younger, you found your voice. Yes. You found a voice. Yes. When did you find you found a voice. When do you think you found your voice? I know. I mean, I, I know you. You jokingly tell me you haven't found it yet. I'm still acting, right? Yes. But like at the same time, you definitely have settled in to being a badass woman yes. um, and recognizing your greatness. I'm wondering where did you go from finding a voice to finding your voice? When do you yeah. think that happened? Let me tell you. It possibly happened in college. That's probably where it happened in okay. college because now you're not really under anybody's scrutiny anymore you're pretty much on your own yeah yeah. and at that particular time i had an opportunity to come on out and be away from the little kids you know the high school kids you know i was with the grown-ups and i would have an acting teacher and i had all these people and i took a piece of them a piece and i'm like damn i like that i like Mm -hmm. the way she say that or i like the way she um do whatever. And I chose little pieces because, honey, I love me some Debbie Allen. I dances my ass off, honey. Okay, <laughs> I dances, honey. Uh-huh. Okay. And as I was doing that, I found that I wanted to not be and look like anyone else. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be my own me. And this is when I created my hair. Mm-hmm. I created, you know, a different walk, a different swagger. I created what I wanted to see. You, you, you understand how that is? I do, yes. What I want to see is what I have just became. Mm-hmm. Because Step I know people, people like that. And I want to make sure that everyone around me, positive thinking, no negative thinking, always smiling. And people love energetic people. Mm-hmm. I don't like no boring ass people. Do you? <laughs> do you? <laughs> boring people tend to suck the life out they of a do. lot of things. Exactly. And I give life when I see you. Before I even see them, them damn people smiling, honey. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> and I needed something to separate me from them damn officers. Because mm-hmm. you know we all look the same from the neck down, right? Sure, yep. So yep. I needed, honey, I could stand in a room with 10,000 officers and I'll be seen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're right. You're right. And this is what you want. You want that magnetic. This is when I tell people the magnetic presence. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Find you and just just explode it. Yeah. Just, just just send the shit all over the damn place. Email it. Take a picture. <laughs> write it down. Do whatever you gotta do. But don't ever not no, don't ever be scared to not be you or to be noticed. Yeah. Would you go so far as to say that you created a brand? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, with the look, the with everything, and you and for those of you, you know, if you're watching on the live stream, you see it. But like, if, for those of you that don't like this, this, I, I, I don't know. I hesitate to even try to describe it because I'm a white man and I use the wrong words a lot. Um, oh, but but you got but this is it's this stunning blonde, uh, elevated. I must say bouffant. I don't know if that's the right word, but it feels like it's the right word. But it's it's a it's it's incredible. It's mohawk. It's a mohawk. There is a yeah, but it's like but it's like the classiest, most beautiful mohawk though. You're it's damn not, right. right. Yes, it's James. Like... Yes, darling. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> about to pick up a Slayer guitar. Yeah, uh, but it's no, it's incredible. I mean, it's yeah, it's uh, it is it's prominent. It's beautiful. Yes. Um, and so uh, that's incredible. Where where did you go to college? I went to the School of Visual Arts. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. So so uh, uh, creativity has always been something that has been passionate. Yes. In, in your in your world. Yes. Um, you know, even during those times where you weren't talking, did you have a creative outlet? Were you writing? Were you yes. was it was it music? What, what I wrote I wrote plays. Yeah. I always wrote something like Ghetto Girls. Mm -hmm. When we had the talent shows, Ghetto Girls was coming on. I always reenact um, uh, 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 Joan Rivers mm -hmm. and reenact uh, Lucy. And I would just bring those skits to life yeah. and just do it. I loved it. And everyone loved it, too, because That's I know incredible. I can entertain. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question that I that I, I hope you I hope I ask it in the right way. If I don't, I want you to push back on me, please, because I'm I'm still a work in progress. Um, but growing up in the projects, as as you said that you did, um, you know, there's a it's a very cyclical nature, right? Not yes. not everybody gets out, right? It's the crabs yep. in the bucket analogy, where everybody gets pulled back in, right? They don't let people if you and if you do get out, you get shamed for leaving, right? Because like, oh, you're too good for us. Oh, you're doing this. You're damn right, I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm I'm wondering, right? Like, um, I, I'm wondering for you, uh, when did you say like mm -hmm. I'm I want to rewrite my story? My story is bigger, oh. uh, bigger than this is is potentially the wrong way to put it, but you know what I mean. Like, my story is gonna be different than this than what well, I'm seeing around me. It wasn't my choice to leave. I got put the fuck out. Okay, okay? I exactly. got put out. The stepmother, I was, uh, I had graduated from high school mm -hmm. and my time was up, honey. A job or no job, I had to go. Yeah. So I got put out. It was the best put out I have ever, <laughs> ever had in my life. Okay. To be sure. put out from her miserable ass. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yes, I was put out. So I, I, it's not like I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave, but I didn't know how to leave. I didn't yeah. have family. Mm -hmm. I only had some friends and luckily these friends showed me what a, <laughs> what a good household is supposed to look like. <laughs> okay. Not mine. Mine was just so dysfunctional. Yeah. And you know, and it was because my dad messed around on his wife and had me, I was a love child. Mm -hmm. And then my mom passed away and I'm stuck with his ass. Him right. and his miserable ass wife. So mm -hmm. I get it now why she felt the way she felt. Because now she had brought me the constant reminder that his ass went out and messed around on her. Right. So I get it. But I also do get that you didn't have to accept me. You didn't mm -hmm. have to do that. You yep. beat me. You did. Oh, oh, James. Oh, Lord. Honey. I think if mm -hmm. that woman was alive today, I'd probably whoop her ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I forgave her way before she was able to die. She passed on and I forgave her before she passed on so mm. that I can live on Yeah, because I couldn't move on in my creativity and where I was going as long as I was holding on to what she used to call me bitches and hoes and sluts. I was eight. I didn't know what the hell that is, yeah. but this is what she did. But she was doing that out of anger. What's mm -hmm. that? Black woman scorn, honey. So I get it. Now I get it. But I didn't get it at eight. I didn't get it at, at 10. I didn't get it at 15. I didn't get it. Right. You know, but I get it now. But, you know, that had a lot to do with because I've been with my boyfriend husband for 35 years. Woo. Let's go. It's that real love. Yes, honey. And I still like him, honey. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still like him. So Mary J. Blige is talking about it. real uh, love. Real love. <laughs> now, I, I hope she finds it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's yeah, that's that's that's, that's another podcast, also. Um, <laughs> that's so powerful that you were. I mean, forgiveness is something that it when we when we're able to do it, it's always fascinating to see how much almost more it is a gift to ourselves. Yes. And that's how it really was for you. Yes. Um, and that like it, it removed the, uh, you know, the I don't wall. know. The, the, the whole wall. The wall, that yes. area that was up. It no. removed it. And how I end up, it, it happened when I went to jail. I Plot went to twist. jail. <laughs> and what? I, started, <laughs> I knew I would get you with that one. <laughs> I started the correctional department in 2005 mm -hmm. and when i went in within that six months james i thought i was getting ready to have a nervous breakdown meaning that i wasn't me no more i wasn't happy i was upset i was confused and that eight-year-old nine-year-old ten-year-old surfaced because i never dealt with it before yeah. but you gotta deal with these things because no matter when you're ready ready or not oh it comes up cream will rise to the top mm -hmm. even though i kept it down and 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 just kept it under without anyone knowing it right. it, it overgave me and i happened to i guess because now i seen they close the door behind you and you're in jail just like the rest of them mm. you can't go make phone calls you can't do this you can't do that and i felt as if i was back home not yeah. being able to do anything and that surfaced a lot and i told a friend of mine and he introduced me to a place called Landmark. Oh, Landmark, Amazing yeah. place. You heard of it? I have heard of Landmark. Yeah, but tell, tell us about it, because I don't think everybody here has heard about Maybe. it. Landmark is a place that, that, that fix you. They fix you in a weekend, okay? No matter what you've been through, they fix you in a weekend. They the fix Landmark, you the forum, in. right? Yeah. Uh -huh. The forum, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. They fix you, you come in on a Friday night, and they give you your orientation and they tell you, look, you're going to be here Friday, um, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday is graduation. You're saying, we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> graduation? So they, you, they go on and they say, you're going to be here from nine in the morning until 10 at night. Mm -hmm. You're like, what the hell? What y'all going to do to us? <laughs> but they say, we already know because we're going to have to kick y'all out. Police. So we all get there and it was, I was in the room with 350 people. Mm -hmm. James, you couldn't hear a pin drop. 
And this man was on stage. I forget his name, but I see his face. Tall, slender, gray-headed, thin, white dude. And the way he spoke was amazing. Yeah. And he takes you all the way back from when your mother and father met. And he tells you they love each other. And he said, they make love and then they have you. And the sperm is fighting its way through. And boom, you were the winner. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells you, now you're growing and, and, and you're hearing these voices and boom, now you're, you're birthed and now you're looking at everybody trying to match the, 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 the voices you used to hear in the stomach while you were in the womb. Mm -hmm. And he takes you through age one, age two, and you're closing your eyes. And James, damn it, if you don't see yourself at that age. Wow. You know, uh, this man just gets into you and he pours into you and he makes you bring it out. Mm -hmm. At the end, by the time he gets up, you start hearing people when their abuse started. Mm. They start screaming out. And he says, keep it going. He said, work it through. Work it through. And you're, you're crying. And, and, and you know, I, I didn't want to mess up my makeup. So um, mm -hmm. I, kept mine, I, I kept a straight face. But I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie ain't no punk. These people ain't going to see me like this. Okay. <laughs> oh, what a mess. You know, because, huh, I don't know these people. That, uh -huh. And I had to be on my best behavior at all times. So he tells you at the end of it, he says, now what I need for you to do is to go and call the person that hurts you. If they passed away, you write them a letter. Mm. baby the most terrifying thing that has ever happened in my entire life i had to call this woman that i hadn't spoke to in about 10 years mm. and my heart is beating heart beating hard hard and, 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 and she answers the phone and, and i'm like hello she was like what do you want i said uh um i, I was gonna hang up but I know this man said, don't come back in my room if you ain't make that damn call. Yeah. So I made the call, so I had to go through it. And I told her, I said, I need to speak with you. Look at me, I'm trembling already. I remember yeah. the day, I remember the day. Oh Lord. And um, I told her, I said, I need to speak to you. And, I, I, and she said, about what? I said, well, I just want to forgive you. I want to forgive you for the beatings. I want to forgive you for the uh, 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 the assaults, the, 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 the rape. The, the the no the no bath the, the the no eating the small clothes the constant getting slapped and be I, I I forgive you because I understood and I understand where it's from and why you did it she says hold up I got something to say I says no you don't because you had your turn to call me and say that you apologize and you're sorry for what you did I said, this is my turn now. And I said, I wish you nothing but the best that the rest of your life have to offer. And I will never ever speak to you again. Hung up. Because I had I had a, a pink flip, the phone that closed. You know, that, that pink oh, phone? Yeah. Uh -huh. What was it, cellular back then? The razor or something? The yeah. razor, the razor. Yes, <laughs> the pink one. And I closed it down. James, right after that, I got, the cry came out. 
Yeah. It came out, but it came bursting out. And I'm choking and I'm choking and oh, and this big ball of like I would say like like mucus mm -hmm. came out. Just mucus. It was nothing else. I had already ate breakfast. I ate all that. None of the breakfast came up, but this mucus came up. James, I felt like I was I was I was so light. Oh. I never looked back. Yeah. I was free. I had regurgitated that little girl out mm -hmm. and all the hate that I had for that woman. Yeah. And I ain't looked back since. And I've been able to live the rest, to live my life on my terms. Okay. Yeah. And she never tried to reach out to you. Absolutely not. Yep. You think she would? Absolutely. Uh, not, if I, not if I was her. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. She yeah. knew I was a correction officer. Mm -hmm. I wasn't playing no more, lady. Yeah. So that's that's part of the struggle that I had to go through in order to get to where I am now. Mm -hmm. It's a struggle. But yeah. I would always tell people, it will rise to the top. Handle it when it gets there. Because you can't handle it before. Because now you're ready to go through it. Mm -hmm. Go through it. Cry, cry, kick, scream. And I told them, and I stood up and I spoke. And I told them, my job is to make sure that every other woman goes through what I went through to be themselves. Mm. And this is what I've been doing ever since. First of all, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that story. Thank, I mean, right. That's, I mean, I know that you have worked through it and, and it's been a powerful situation and it's, uh, but it's still personal. And I really, I'm thank oh. you for, for, for opening up to us in that way here. Um, open up to me. <clears throat> and, and so the, uh, the landmark forum going through this, you, this like literally just like removing the weight, like you said, regurgitating, yes. uh, the trauma. So it was out of your, out of your body. Yes. Um, and that enabled you to find this calling, this mission. Yes. Which to is incredible. With it because yeah. I already had it, but it just wasn't going anywhere because I wasn't giving it all. Yeah. Something was holding me back. Right. And that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because I was doing it, but it wasn't, it was like, yeah, mm, mm -hmm. mm, yeah, she trying. Yeah. But now after that came on, oh, yes, baby. Yeah. Yes. Ain't nothing holding me back now because I understood it wasn't my fault. Yeah. What a gift to give yourself. And, and I like the way you put it. Uh, I, I think I agree with it. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, I let it sit with me for a little bit. I'm an internal processor from time to time, but I, I, I like the idea that like you deal with it when it arises. Yes. Right. And, and so I think, uh, <clears throat> I think that, I mean, that, that's a powerful sentiment. I'm a, a firm believer. I went through, I went through a divorce um, a few years ago, five years ago now. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and I, I created a playlist on, on my, on my Spotify or whatever it was. And it was literally called in the fire. Um, and it truly was like the songs that reminded me of that human and the songs that were adjacent or songs about, and it was like, and it was like, James, you just, you just need to sit in it for a second. Yes. Cause you've got to sit in it. You, it's no, there's no walking around the fire with some of these things. Nope. That's Deal avoidance. That's avoidance. Burn, the fire is still there. Burn. Yeah. Burn. So, yeah. So you gotta, yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I literally was like, I gotta, I gotta be in it. I gotta be in my fields. I gotta sit in it. I gotta, I cannot run from this because my, you know, the big thing for me was that, 
and, and I told my my now my now wife this <clears throat> at the time was that like the more work I do right now on this, the better our relationship is going to be the moving better forward. Husband you can be for her, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So. It yes. absolutely sucks that I needed to hurt somebody in order to become a better man. You know what? But no, 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 no. It is what hey, it is. No. Why are you putting her first? What about you? That's not what I do, Ernie. You don't know me. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not my style. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie, I'm a pharmacist, okay? I pass out the drugs. I don't take them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So here's one of my fat, the fascinating plot twists you talk about. When I went to jail, uh -huh. uh, you, you've been a corrections officer for a correctional a corrections officer for 18 years. Yes, sir. What a, what an incredible what an incredible tenure in that role. I feel like that's an abnormal amount of time to stay in that role. But yes. you feel free to correct me if I'm if I'm yes. incorrect. But what is it about? You know, you talked about how you know your mission is to help women, kind of you know regurgitate and be able to move yes. forward and whatnot is that does that tell me tell me about your role as a corrections officer why why there for 18 years what is the work that you do and how does it how does it uh inspire you and keep you to coming back well how i got into this is because my bestest bestest girlfriend that i grew up with since i was eight that was the home that i used to go to like almost every weekend and this is how i knew what a family was supposed to be like she went into the correctional department early okay. on, like, like, I think it was like 87, 1987. She went on like pretty much right after we came out of high school. Yeah. So she went into there and I went into the TV land. Mm. I did TV. I did this and I'm doing rap parties. Oh, I'm living my bestest life. So she's going to tell me and I still tell her she was jealous. She's like, well, you need to take the correctional officer test so you can be stable. You only do 20 years. They pay you good, and that's it. This this little job that you got, this little thing you got going on, you know, every every month or two or every year you're running after another job, another TV role. And I was like, you got to get serious. You have a daughter now. And I was like, oh, Ooh. okay. I thought she made sense. Okay. So I messed around it too. She bought the damn test for. She bought the 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 the, the application and stuff for me. James, I messed around and took the test and I passed the shit. I don't even know. I ain't even studied. I didn't think I was that damn smart. Yeah. But I passed the I passed the damn test and then they caught me within like maybe about a month. Mm -hmm. Real fast. At that particular time, I was working at BBC. I was working there. I think it was like in the Times Square area. Okay. I was working there and they called me. So damn it, I left and I went. Because I was supposed to, they was just getting ready to get me off of another job. So I said, you know what? Corrections is right on time. So that's what I did. I chose it. Hmm. What is a girl to do if she was getting ready to look for another job? Go to sure. the one that called you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. It was a difficult change because I was used to wearing my suits and my heels and my makeup and my, you know, my everything. Uh -huh. Honey, I had to put on boy boots and a, and a monkey suit. <laughs> <laughs> monkey suit. <laughs> you wear the same clothes every day, James. Yeah, every sure. day. Mm -hmm. I never have the problem like I used to have. What am I going to wear today? I don't have that damn problem, James. Yeah, because I already know I took it off and I mean, ain't gonna do nothing but put it back on. Mm -hmm. It's kind of so, nice some days, probably. 
it always has become nice yeah. because you're in and out, yeah. you know, but still, I still have to find, you know, something mm -hmm. different about mm -hmm. me because we all look the same. We ain't, we ain't trying to hear that, you know, yeah. so that's it. Yeah, Once yeah. Inside, it's all here. It's all mental. Remember, I told you I grew up in the pro days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It helped. Okay. Sure. We have the, the the street smarts, the the wit, the 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 the, the talk, the, the you know we got the gift the gab. We 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 got it. When you're from the streets, mm -hmm. okay. So it was a lot easier for me to convert instead of the struggle. Like if I was on Long Island, mm -hmm. you know, not the same, you know. That's I, where I grew up. So watch your mouth, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, you you are 100 correct. As someone, as someone who grew up on Long Island, I never put the, the K in the word streets. Yeah. Um. So, but which would make me not really right. Relatability is powerful. Yes. When we see ourselves in someone else, we believe that we can. And so, I yes. agree with you. Keep talking. Mm -hmm. Yes. Keep going. So once you get in there, you end up finding that it's nothing but the streets and the inside. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. It's the streets. It's just that you're telling them what to do now. Go to bed, go shower, time out, lights out, lock in. You know, it's that type of conversation. And you're in there to basically calm things down because you're never running anything. Mm -hmm. You're just there as the mediator mm -hmm. in the housing area. Mm -hmm. And you're in there, one person, two officers, one person on the floor with 100 guys. Okay? And mm -hmm. if you mess up, you can mess up really well, but I never messed up because I carried myself in a certain way, a mother figure type of way. Yeah. So I never had that little thing cross. I never had that crossover like a lot of the females did because I came in in my thirties. Okay. So it's not like they, they don't want my old ass. Okay. Thirties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in you know, they want the young ones, okay? The twenties, they want mm -hmm. them. You know, because they they they, they popping it. You know, I, I had a husband and kids. You mm -hmm. know, they want you. They want the young ones. That's gonna go out and tell them all what they did on the weekend. They gonna ask me, what you do this weekend? What do you think? <laughs> I don't have no exaggerating stories. Yeah, but my stories would get bigger and bigger, and they would catch me out there. They'd be like, well, how many kids you have? Four. The another one would ask me, six. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, I'd be like, well, look, the only reason, because look, I dump two, okay? <laughs> you know, I'll just give them all types of stories. And they'd be like, yo, we, you know we don't believe you, right? But hey, it's a story. Mm -hmm. You ask, so I told you. I told yeah. you something. You know, and that's mm -hmm. what kept them laughing and kept them, you know, and kept my house in area on the on the law you give them what they're supposed to have and what they what they need never what they want and those are the rules mm. give them what they're supposed to have give them what they need and not and what they what want they never give them what they want mm -hmm. no mm -mm. those are the rules honey mm -hmm. yeah just like the kids you know yeah. you give them everything they want now when it comes down they now they dog you out uh-uh. Yeah. Never give them what they want. Only what they need. That's it. They need uh, soap, toothpaste, 
shower. That's all they need. Anything else that ain't on me. Mm-hmm. So those are the rules when you go in there. Yeah, Keep your yeah. eyes open. Head up. Mm-hmm. Now, with there being, you know, a, a ratio of a hundred, a hundred to one, hundred to two, um, you obviously you see them every day. So you are relationship building. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And uh, do you notice, uh, you know, do you have the opportunity to do some of the work that you love with some of those individuals as in like having some of these conversations about? Hell about- no. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. What? <laughs> they who, who they are who they are, James. They cram it off. No, hell no. You treat them as so. That's it. I know who they are. They know who they are. Mm-hmm. And don't ever forget who they who, don't try to make them into something that they're not. That's the mistake. Fascinating. So so I have a, I have a question about that <clears throat> because uh, I'm wondering, you know, like you said, don't ever forget who they are. Yeah. Do you ever when? So I guess it sounds like you have trained your brain to therefore also not ever think about who they could be. There you go. I don't think about what you could be. Absolutely not. Everybody, everybody inside is a criminal. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you 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 just jump the turnstile. You're a criminal to me. And mm-hmm. I treat you as so because I'm not there to judge you. You weren't here for something. You ain't here because you took the damn test. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're in there for for a reason, and I treat you as so. Now I don't disrespect you. Yeah, I will give you what you're supposed to have, your minimum standards, mm-hmm. and that's it. I'm not there to judge you. You didn't take the test. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. And I treat you as so, and I give you what you're supposed to have. And that's it. Nothing more. Mm. Nothing more, nothing less. Do you think what, what role does, <clears throat> I mean, like you said, they're in there for a reason. Yeah. Um, and, and, and largely a lot of those reasons are typically because of choices and choices have yes. consequences. Yes. Um, <clears throat> some of those reasons are also systemic. Yes. Yes. Right? yes and yes. so, I mean, that's, that's not a conversation that you can necessarily have on the inside I would assume, but that's got to be something that plays on your heart as well, a little bit. Jane, what I told you, <laughs> James, I don't give a damn what they in there for. My job is to make sure that me and my damn lashes come out of there okay. Okay, <laughs> that's my job. Oh, I got man. to make sure that I am okay to come home to my family. Mm-hmm. That's my job. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So no, I can't take on what 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 type of fuck up he's been doing ever since he's been two. That ain't my problem. Yeah. That's your mama problem. Mm-hmm. And apparently she didn't take care of it. So why should I? I gotta make sure that my babies don't end up in here. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta make sure. Yeah. So no. I don't care what they're in there for, James. They all did the same thing as far as I'm concerned. Something wrong. Okay. Yeah. Ernie, this is fascinating. Um, <laughs> so I'm, 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 and I'm, I'm always appreciative of honesty. And so I, I'm much, much respect to your honesty. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a world that I don't know. Um, and so, so I appreciate, you know, you, you providing your perspective on it. Uh, and so, um, so 
in your work, um, in your work, like you said, um, you're also thinking about your own family and your own yes. growth and, and, and personal growth. Yes. And so outside of being a correctional officer, you have built a pretty cool career around being a public speaker and being yeah. someone who is sharing a message. Yeah. You specifically talked about, my first question about that is that you specifically talked about it earlier is that you like to work with women. Yes. Tell me about that. I think that's beautiful. Why I chose women is because even though I know that men do go through things too, but I'm not a man. I don't know. I don't know how to deal with you on that level. Mm -hmm. But women, I know their heart and I know what they can possibly go through and I know what they're feeling. For instance, James, you tell me, a young lady is sitting on, on, on the bus and she's crying. What do you say? Oh. A man sitting on the bus crying. <laughs> what do you say? Man up. <laughs> the hell wrong with him? So the, the, the feelings is so much different. And we take each other, even though a man is supposed to cry, you're supposed to cry, but they're brought up with, don't cry, hold it in. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's not fair. But again, I can't deal with that because I don't know what your heart is. I don't, I don't know you, but I know a woman's heart. And that's all I can do is sympathize for her. I know her strength. I know what she can go through. And certain things that we can get over together and we can talk and we can cry together and we're good. Mm -hmm. You can't talk and cry with a man. Come on. Now. You can, but the message is not going to be, somebody got to be strong. Come on. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just a different type of, a different type of beast when okay. you're looking at it from a woman to a man, you know, trying to heal him. Now, don't get me wrong. Us women, we do love a strong man. But when it comes down to dealing with a lot of whatever issues they have been through, theirs is a lot stronger than what it is. Is it any different? But no, men will feel things different than we would. Mm -hmm. And you'll take it more personal than what we as women will get up and try to keep going. Because again, we hold up the family. We're mm -hmm. nurturers. We have to keep going, even if we're hurting. Keep going. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much a lot of the differences in why I chose the women, because I can relate to her a lot better. I can yeah. see that there's something going on with her. I know when she's fronting it all. I know when something has happened. Mm -hmm. You can smile and put the <clears throat> lip gloss and all that stuff on, but you can still see the hurt underneath that. Yeah, You can't really tell it with the men. Mm -hmm. You can't tell too much. Unless you're conversating with them, right? Sure, sure. I think I think it's uh, first off, I think it's it's great that you found your people that you feel the most confident working with, right? That's 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 key, right? The, as they say, the riches are in the niches. You got um, it right. And so, uh, so, so I love that. You know, as as someone who does and uh, who does men's work, I talk yes. to men and and sit in room with men and 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 make try to make men feel um yes. and uh, and whatnot and, and get men to have conversations with each other because it's important right. um I think that uh I think there's a lot of narratives written about men that are often inaccurate and easy um and and so but there 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 is I appreciate you highlighting the complexities yes. of of some of that in there because I, I think that's a very real a very real piece right men are 
men are taught by society to be internal processors. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, yeah. So, it's, and, it's, and, uh, and, you know, just to piggyback on that, right. When, and I will say my role in jail as a female dealing with a hundred men. Now I know what I can do as a female to get them to do what I need to get done. Mm-hmm. This is where the softness come in and it's not so much, you know, aggression to aggression. I'm the softer one. Mm -hmm. So if I ask, Hey honey, do me a favor versus you. Yo, yo, do yo, come in. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not so good, but Mm -hmm. I can go and get him to do anything to where you'll have the struggle. That's what testosterone to testosterone. Mm -hmm. And you guys are both trying to conquer where I'm not trying to conquer. Right. So yeah. this is why we water. can move around the jail a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Water cools fire. Fire builds yes. fire, right? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the work that you love to do as a speaker and the and the and the speaker coaching that yes. uh, that I know you're working on. You got an online co- uh, uh, a course that's coming out, but mm-hmm. but tell me a little bit more about the the why, right? Like, you know, what are some of these individuals that that you love to reach and what do you what is the work that you love to do with them? My niche now is the new is new entrepreneurs. Okay? okay, I feel that the new entrepreneurs is the shit because they are the more creative ones. They're coming up with the ideas. They're coming up with the niches. They're coming up with the 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 the, the, the seed to blossom. But they got a problem. Mm-hmm. They ain't trying to talk to nobody, and that's where I come in. They don't know that they don't. They don't know that they don't need me. Did I say that right? They don't know that they don't need me. Okay, okay. there it is. There they don't is. know yeah. that. Yep. Okay, and what they need is when you get and you have a, 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 a um something to sell, you need to talk. You need to be open. You need to be presentable. You need to be a badass, like I said, a badass, and you need to look like you have a product. And you the shit, and you the best shit that goes on since sliced bread. And this is what you have to, this is what I try to teach. But it comes from in here. Mm-hmm. It all starts in here. So you got to know your product. Inside, out, flip it, in the dark, wherever. You got to know it. And in order to walk into a place, and like I said, move furniture. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say move the furniture and you walk into a place, you got to have your own style. There you go. Your own mm-hmm. style, your own brand, yep. your own walk, your own suave, your own pimp walk. I teach the men the pimp walk. <laughs> the pimp walk, baby. And I teach the women the sachet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these are the little things, just the little things that gets the attention. And instead of me just looking at you and turning my head, now you have them move the furniture because now they're turning the whole seat around to just watch you. And that's what you want. That's the attraction and the magnetic presence that I always talk about. Mm-hmm. You want that, and everybody wants that. You will not admit that you want it, but you want to. You 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 want to mm-hmm. feel like the shit when you walk in some damn place. You want that mm-hmm. because sure. sometimes you'll be looking at the person that's the shit, and you be like, "Wow, you want that." Yep. How do you get it? Sometimes you don't have the balls and the cojones to say, yo, that's what I want. But deep down inside, you be like, mm, I like that suit 
Oh, I like the way he walk. Oh, I like, but you ain't got the balls to go tell him that. <laughs> but see, we women, we can do that. Mm-hmm. They be like, girl, I love that dress. Oh, that dress fit. And you just go on. There's a way that you say these things and you keep it moving. Yeah. But men's, you don't do that. You cry softly in the dark. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, Ernie. I don't want to talk about it. You know, it's interesting when you're talking about this idea of, uh, you know, helping people, you know, walk into the room with their own swagger, their own, their own, their own limp, their own, yes. you know, whatever. <laughs> I think a big, <laughs> you say pimp, I'll say limp because I think it's more politically correct. Um, <laughs> It's all good though. So yeah, it just it just hits different when a man says it. Um, So I got you know I got I got I got my job doing my thing over here. So so but here's here's the question: Is that um, you know as you work with some of these clients, Mm -hmm. um, is it about helping them discover? their own walk, their yes. own gate, right? It's not yes. necessarily like you got to come in here and do, it's not like come here and take, drink, drink this Kool-Aid, no. subscribe to this. It's no. let's help you find your own no. confidence, your own yes. style, your own amazing yes. uh, blonde mohawk. Whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. And you, and, and I help them find that the way my fifth grade teacher taught me, who is it that you, that, that, that you like, mm-hmm. what is it that you like about them? If you was to take something from them and make it yours, what would it be? Oh, everybody don't like themselves wholeheartedly. And we all have grown up and taken a piece of our mom, our dad, our sister. We all have done that in order to create who you are. Because some of them, they'd be like, oh, I act just like my dad. Do you think that that was coincidentally? No. That's what you adapt. And sometimes it works for you and sometimes it don't. You know, and you can see some people be like, damn, you look and act just like your mama. I don't know. Is that a compliment? You know, and some things will work for you. But those are the things that you chose to take out yeah. and, and, and place in you. And it's just like the Legos. You're building. You're building on who you are. And once you come up with whatever it is, you don't toss it in a bowl. Boom. Mm-hmm. There's you. And that's all. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with you. But there's something wrong if nobody likes your ass. <laughs> Here's the quote of the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying there's something wrong with you, but there's something wrong if no one likes your ass. <laughs> That's the quote of the podcast right there, Ernie. Write that one down. Tweet it. Uh, <laughs> so is this what, you know, you you just got a, you had a book drop recently, yes. Miss, Mrs. Pepper's yes. Playbook. Yes, baby. Mrs. Pepper's playbook. Is this what you're is this what you're talking about in this yes. in this book as well? Is it kind of a you know, if, if we're not if we're not seeing you speak, if we're not seeing a part of a coaching program, if we don't have this online course, is this is this book helping us? Is that what it's doing? Yes. What the book is doing is telling you exactly what I do. I'm not giving you what someone else does on stage. I'm giving you exactly what Ernie Peppers do when mm-hmm. she's on stage to get ready. If she rehearsed, how she rehearsed, how she even pick what she does. If it's music, if I sweep, if I mop, if I do whatever it may be, I'm letting you know this is how I do it. And it's Mm -hmm. so simple that you can do it too. It is not rocket science. It is not that tough. Mm -hmm. It is very simple. Say it because people want to see you. They don't want to see some damn body else. Mm -hmm. And they want to see, they want to hear a a, a couple of goddamn cuss words every now and then. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> they want to know that you're real. They mm-hmm. want to know that 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 you fought. Mm-hmm. They want to know all that because it's human. It is nothing that's inhumane that I'm talking about or that I'm doing. Everyone wants to be noticed. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't get dressed the way you get dressed in the morning. You wouldn't comb your hair. You wouldn't do certain things. So everyone has that thing of wanting to be noticed. And that's it. So you want to be noticed, how to talk, how to walk, how to put it on. Just put it on. Just leave your boring ass outside the stage and bring that exciting person on the stage. After you're done, you say, thank you. Pick your boring ass out, back up, and then you walk on out. Mm-hmm. You can always be you, but when you are in front of everyone else, you have to give the audience what they want. And your boring ass is not who they want. <laughs> Ever been to a concert and it was boring? Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Speak to it. Uh, speak on it. <laughs> Ernie, it's 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 so... It, it, it is refreshing to hear you talk at the same time there's so many things not so many things there are a number of things that you say that are contradictory to sometimes what i teach i talk a lot about uh being authentic owning your imperfections um and and showing up as you because who you are is enough and so there's a balance i think there's a balance between our our schools of thought um because you're not out here. <laughs> I don't, even though we're, we're calling people born asses. Um, right. I think, I think ultimately uh, what that, what we're also trying to talk is that like, you are good enough to show up with all of your energy. Yes. You are good enough to show up with your whole gift yes. for people. And yes. sometimes when we perceive ourselves as being boring, that's because we've taken ourselves out of the game a little bit. Yes. Is that, would you agree with that? I totally agree. All right, I mean, good. Because if you didn't, I don't know where we'd find a I connection totally point. Agree. But there is, <laughs> there is a certain degree of being yourself. Yeah. There's a certain degree. And every place that we go, we are someone different because mm-hmm. we have to act and adapt to our environment. Now, yes. when I go to work, I have a total different look and 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 that i don't bring outside so i have adapted to my environment when i go to dinner with my husband i don't (laughs) we need more water (laughs) (laughs) do you see what i'm saying so you have to act accordingly and if you're going to present yourself to someone or you're going for an interview I want to know who you are, but I also want to know that you can adapt to your environment. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm not trying to say leave all of you home because you can't. Right. It's just leave the part that nobody wants to see. If you want to just do that at home, fine. But it's not good for if you're coming to present. People are coming to find some new blood. They're trying to find some energy because they're tired of their damn life. And Mm -hmm. they're trying to find some life in somebody else who's going to help them change their life. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can be boring, but go into the boring people. Let's mm-hmm. see how far you get. Hey, accountants need love too. Yes, um, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. We need accountants. Amen. We don't need them on stage talking. And I, and I know some dynamic. I know some dynamic accountants as well. So I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> Ernie, I appreciate the work uh, that you are that you are doing. I appreciate your perspective. Uh, 
I, I really just, I've loved this conversation because uh, believe it or not, you and I grew up different. Um, yeah. And so, and, and the way that you grew up, uh, the trauma that you experienced um, and the work that you put in to be, to solidify the badass woman that you are today um, is it's beautiful to hear how it is, how it shapes your perspective and the conversations that you have with others. And so I, I appreciate you bringing all of you to this moment. Yes. It's been so special getting to spend time with you. I know you're doing a lot of great work helping people with their public speaking skills, their presentation skills, and showing up. This book, Mrs. Pepper's Playbook, is out right now, uh, and I appreciate it. Ernie, can you just let people know, where where's the best place for people to catch up with you on the Internet? Okay, first, they need to catch up in my book. Hit the book. <laughs> you need to catch up and grab the damn book, okay? Okay, I speak to you just as I'm speaking to you right now in the book. We're talking okay. to you, born okay. ass. Pick so up the book. if you don't know me, <laughs> You're going to know me in that book, okay? <laughs> you can catch the book at www.mrspeppersplaybook.com. Mm-hmm. That's simple. www.mrspeppersplaybook.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, um, The Ernie Pepper Show, because I have a show that I do. It's on hold right now, but you can mm-hmm. see all the shows that I've done where I speak to entrepreneurs and artists who've decided to do it their way. Okay, the fabulous way and forget their nine to five. Mm-hmm. I do that. And you can also find me on Instagram, Pepper Speaks. All right. So it's mm-hmm. Pepper Speaks and the Ernie Pepper Show. Mm-hmm. You can find me there. And hey, holler at me. Say hey girl. I answer your back. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to use this formal platform since it's recorded uh, to let you know that when the Ernie Pepper show comes back rolling again, yes. if I'm not one of your guests, I'm coming over there and oh, flipping baby, tables. And, and where are you? What town are you in? I'm in Minneapolis, but don't worry. I travel. I My family's still back in New York, so I come back all the time. Come on home, baby. Let me know. Come on home. If Ernie Peppers is calling, I'm picking up the phone. That's all I'm saying out here. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Thank you so much for hanging out with me in the diner today, Ernie. It's been been a blast. Yes, I've had a a blast, okay? Because I get a chance to be interviewed instead of me interviewing some damn body. Okay? (laughs) Let's go. Ernie, we're gonna catch you in we're gonna catch you in a minute. Let me close this out. All right. <laughs> Y'all, that was my time with the one and only Ernie Peppers. I told you, dynamic. I'm telling you, powerhouse, incredible human. And I, I love the perspective, right? Like as I, as I just mentioned towards the end, we grew up a little bit different. And so it's funny how I think we arrived at similar places just from two different angles. And that's great because the people that want Ernie Peppers to coach them don't want James Robillard to coach them, but it doesn't matter because we all have a coach that's going to get us to where we need to go. It's about finding the person that fits for you. Uh, and, uh, and it's just so, so beautiful the talking about how the power of forgiveness and the power of pushing past some of those things so we can truly live our authentic lives and, and removing some of those shackles of shame or shackles of pain. Uh, and uh, I just I just really appreciate Ernie Peppers for showing up with her whole damn self. And I really hope I'm not one of them boring-ass people she was talking about. I got to talk to my wife. I gotta, I'm getting self-conscious. Uh, but <laughs> it was so special getting to hang out with her. And I hope you enjoyed this show, y'all. I know I did. And until next time. Keep punching small talk in the face by asking better questions. You all take care. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 
Diner Talks with James. It was so much fun getting to hang out with you and finish our milkshakes in that squeaky red leather booth. <laughs> if you do me a favor and smash that subscribe button, that would be dope. And also, if you could leave a review on iTunes, well, come on now. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> also, if you want to be a part of the action, we record these live on YouTube Live every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to YouTube and type in James T. Robo and smash that red subscribe button so you know when we go live next. Also, while we're on the subject, I'm James T. Robo all over the internet. I post meaningful content on Instagram, witty content on Twitter. Let's get connected in some other places, folks. And as always, if you're interested in learning more about the guest tonight, please check out the show notes. My friends, until next time, keep punching small talk in the face by asking better questions. Y'all take care.